You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The internet controls the narrative about these players. It's, it's becoming foolish, man. Like I said earlier in the year, that's one of the most special players that ever laced his shoes up. Get this dude his flowers, man. I don't understand the slander. Clippers up by eight, final minute, third quarter. George, three-pointer, puts it in. Paul George exploding here in the third period. He's got 20, and the lead back up to 11. 31 for the game, 20 here in the third. And the Clippers continue to hold off the Suns. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. We're here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network on Twitter at BetQL Daily. I'm Joe Ostrowski at Joe0670, Joe Giglio at Joe Giglio Sports. And we are here to line them up, get you set for the Eastern Conference Finals this evening. Are we going to see a separator here? Are the Bucks going to win again? Or are we going to see some sort of a fight out of uh, the Atlanta Hawks here? And we, we have to go into betting on this game. If you're talking side or total, without knowing a ton about the status of Trey Young and, and the ankle, how much it's going to impact him uh, moving forward in the series. We, you don't like to hear the comments that he made after the game. I know we posted something on, on social media again, talking about how frustrating uh, all of this is right now, which kind of leads you to believe that it's going to bother him moving forward. We know in the last game he was admitting that he didn't have his blow-by speed. Yeah, and if he doesn't have that, he's not. He's just not close to the same player. And, Joe, if I knew he was going to play and be himself, I would love the Hawks in this game. I mean, they're getting seven points at home. They've been in this spot for just last series. They were in this spot down 2-1 to the Sixers. They came back and won a series, fought on their home 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 um, court and, and won and made it a series again. But how could you feel good about them tonight? And it's not just that he's he's hobbled, right? Some guys play through injuries and they're okay. It seems like it's affecting him already. It affected him in, in the fourth quarter of game three. And it feels like if he's going into this game thinking he's not himself, is he going to shoot as much? Is he going to be passive? Is he going to just shoot and not try to facilitate because it's the one thing he kind of control his movements outside the paint? Is he just going to launch up threes? I have no idea what we're getting from a guy who's been so consistently productive in the postseason. Seven's a lot. We're not getting seven if he's 100% healthy, though. It's closer to what we saw in the last game. It uh, closed at four and a half or five, depending on the book that you were taking a look at. Total is 219 for tonight. I have to look at the Hawks here. I have to. A Hawks team that has played so well at home, uh, pretty much a dud in the last game. And it, we could say dud. And, yeah, there was Collins getting into foul trouble. That impacted him. They have a big advantage in that matchup. They need a lot more out of Collins. Their one win, what happened? He went off for 23-15. and 15. So they need him to perform. But it was the Middleton game. Is he going to go 6 or 12 
from long range again? Probably not. Is he going to lead all scores uh, with points like he did the other day with 38? And he, he also had 11. When Middleton shoots over 40%, Milwaukee is 9-0. 9-0 in the playoffs. So that's something else that I, I'm taking a look at. There were a lot of things that went wrong. I know it begins and ends with Trey Young, but uh, we've got to take it all in, all into account here. You know, it's funny, and I heard Zach Lowe mention this. I thought it was a terrific point that when we look at the Giannis performances, whether we're reviewing something or previewing the next matchup, you just kind of ignore what he's doing. What he's doing every day. There are no duds. We're talking about some duds with some other stars. Like we rip on Paul George. We're saying what Trey Young has to be for Atlanta to have a shot. Um, Giannis is good for 30 and 12 or 35 and 12 every single night, and we don't even bat an eye at it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Giannis, all, all we do is point out the moments he has that are difficult, his shooting woes, his free throw woes. And we never look up at the end of the game and say, wow, look what he just did. He has been consistently the best player in the NBA in the playoffs. The other guys that are better, like Kevin Durant, they're out. The best Joel Embiid had some great games. He's out. Giannis from pillar to post has been the best player in the playoffs. And let me throw this in there because you mentioned the consistency. And I was looking at this for a potential prop. We'll get to those. But in his last 10 games, because his, his over-under is 32 and a half points, he's gone over 32 and a half in eight of his last 10 playoff games. I mean, how often in NBA history has as a player, especially a big man now in the modern NBA, they can't control his own shot as much, gone this much over 32, 33, 34 points every night? I mean, this is... Mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan didn't have scoring games like this as consistently. I mean, we're, we're talking about rarefied air this guy's in right now. And you know, I brought up Embiid before. Embiid had a couple 40s, but then he fell back, right? He had a 20, a 21. He didn't have a, a great run. He was hurt. But Giannis is special. And it's almost like, are we going to wait till the finals are over? And he's the MVP and he's holding it up to say, wow, he's an all-timer. Yeah, pretty much. That That's how it feels. For some reason... We go gaga over some of these other players, but for him, it's uh, it's not a big deal. I don't I don't know. Do we need to get to that forty mark for people to do it like they like they did last night for Paul George? Not quite sure. Did notice that the Trey Young numbers uh, point total prop brought down a little bit early in the playoffs. He was sitting around twenty six and a half. Then they boosted it all the way into the thirties. Now we're back to twenty seven and a half at some spots. Just based on a lot of speculation that he will not be close to 100% tonight. Yeah, I can't touch that. I feel like that's a, a hit or a miss. I mean, if he if if he can go out there and, and, and gut it, I feel like he's going to score. He's going to get his points. But there's also a chance he's he's they sit him down in the third quarter if he's not feeling right. I mean, you could lose this one significantly if you, uh, if you jump on the over right now. I know uh, Trey Young props are very dicey. But we know he's going to be on the court. He's going to gut it out, going to give everything he has, right? Um, you could basically say if they lose this game, it's series over. He's going to give Giannis a few cracks at it to close you out. If he lost the blow by speed, is he going to be hesitant to attack? Will he be sitting way out beyond the three-point arc, just firing all night? And should we be looking at over two and a half? That I, that's where I'm I'm looking in this game. I, I feel like his assists will come down because think about his assists so far in the postseason. A lot of times he goes into the lane and he kind of picks and reads the defense, right? If they come at him, he fires it for the alley-oop to Collins or Capella. They leave him alone. He gets his floaters. But if he's not going inside, you know, inside the arc, he can just hang out there. I don't, I don't know how many he's going to hit. He might shoot 30% tonight, but if he's playing and that's his game, 
Who is to say Trey Young doesn't shoot 11 threes tonight? He makes three or four of them. You win. It feels like the Bogdanovich run is going to end tonight. He's got to score, huh? <laughs> 16 shots last game. 16 shots, and he only made three of them. If he takes another 16, he's he's absolutely going to hit the number. I don't see, since he is listed as a game-time decision, the uh, sports books have not posted any of his props yet. But it'll be around eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, and, and the other thing tonight uh, with the big number for – from Milwaukee, I, I wonder if there is, and and we'll, we'll find out when they tip tonight. But I wonder if there's a little bit of let's not let the Hawks have any life feeling to the Bucks. So we, mm-hmm. we've watched this now. The, the Sixers are are the example the Bucks have to avoid. Don't give the Hawks life. Don't let them win a game with Trey Young less than 100 percent because we've seen this story. If the Hawks get life and they could get this to a game six or game seven, they can win. I mean, they've proven this now. And and they're not afraid, and they're not afraid to play on the road. So if I'm if I'm the Bucks tonight, if I'm Middleton and Giannis, you, you want to just end this tonight, like, for effectively end this tonight. You don't want to give that Hawks team life. Otherwise, this probably goes six or seven if they lose tonight. Uh, Drew Holiday, he has gone over eight and a half in two of the three playoff games in the series. Uh, game two, he did not go over. That was the blowout game. Thirty-four points there. I uh, had twelve assists last game. Game number one. In their loss, he had 10 assists. So they boosted that from 7.5 to 8.5. Does that interest you? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I do think he's he's due for a little bit more there. And you, you kind of look around with some of these. I, I, I've got another one I'm thinking about here, Joe, as, as we look at this game. Middleton, okay? You look at his threes made, 2.5. That number jumps to me. And, and I know he could be hit or miss. I know trusting Chris Middleton is always like you're getting yourself in trouble. But here's what I'm interested in with Chris Middleton. His attempts per three in this yeah. series, six, seven, nine. He is shooting a lot of three-pointers. If that continues, he goes three for nine. You're gonna, you hit this. You go over two and a half. Middleton, I think after a great night, I expect him to have a lot of confidence early shooting. I don't know if he's going to make all his shots, but I feel like Middleton continues. And, and hopefully, if I mean, you got to think Coach Bud is pushing him to do it like, Chris, shoot it. You're hot right now. Keep shooting. Uh, Atlanta's going to hang around. They need another Kevin Herter game, mm-hmm. right? When we look at all the injuries that are piling up around this team right now, they they need a Herter game, and they also need a John Collins game. Uh, he was close to the rebounds in the last game at eight and a half, even with all the foul trouble. He only played 23 minutes, and he still got to eight rebounds. So um, I think I said eight and a half. At nine and a half, I, I do like the over on Collins rebounds. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and he's been a guy that he's he's had plenty of those games. I mean, the double-double you hit last round or last you know, last week, that was a big one. Um, he's been a guy that's had a lot of big playoff games. And I have to feel like the Hawks have some desperation early tonight. Maybe it's Bogdanovich. Maybe, maybe it's Kevin Herter, who's been pretty quiet in this series after, I mean, completely yes. torching the Sixers. I mean, game seven... I was saying to someone the other day, if you had never watched basketball and you just turned on Sixers, Hawks game seven, you said that Herder guy is the best guy. In the, he's one of the best in the world. Right. So he has that in him. Like he could score. He could light it up, but they need him tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you had to pick a side, which side would you go with? You laid in the seven with the Bucks, or you're going to take the seven with the Hawks? If I had to pick one, I would go with the Hawks at home to keep it close and to fight. I mean, and and I, I trust McMillan too to, to coach a good game tonight. And the other side is the reality of Chris Middleton, and and I, and I say it as a guy that's been more and more impressed with him this postseason. He's putting together some of his best basketball. I mean, that was he's had two or three career games within the same postseason. But would it surprise anyone if Chris Middleton goes out there tonight and shoots? three of 11 from three, three of 10 from three, and kind of shoots them out of the game in the second half. Nope. No, Nope. That's That's, him. That's why I'm hesitant to bet on Middleton after such a big game. Is he going to do that in back-to-back games on the road? That, that concerns me a little bit. So I'm focusing a little bit on the Atlanta side, but yeah, I think they're going to do enough to keep it close, but doing that, you're also betting on Trey young. There's a lot of unknown there. So maybe the best uh, plan of attack is to take a, take a look at some of these individual matchups, the player props. Yeah, and the other thing is with this game, you always wonder: is the is the clock strike midnight on Cinderella? Is, is this the Hawks moment? You know, yeah. Trey Young getting hurt. It's a tr- this is a tricky one. I'm gonna I'm staying away from the the line on the game because it's tricky. I mean, this could be the end of the run for the Hawks. Though no one's gonna be surprised if it's a 100 100 game with 30 seconds to go. Exactly. That's Joe G. I'm Joe O. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe G. Let's continue to go. Uh, prop shopping here. We hit up some prop angles in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals this evening. What about Major League Baseball? The show is on a big run with home run props. Uh, see anything you like? K-props, home run props, anything? Yeah, the K-prop I love tonight is Charlie Morton over six and a half strikeouts like against the New York Mets. I mean, he has 19 strikeouts in 13 innings against the Mets. Just did a good job against them last week. And then the Mets do have some guys coming back here. Yeah. Uh, that were in the lineup last week and were in the lineup, you know, last time he faced them because they've had a ton of injuries. So that will that will change things. I don't I don't think Charlie Morton gets to eleven or twelve strikeouts tonight, but he's pitching really well. The Braves need him. They're at home. I feel I'm feeling a big strikeout night from Charlie Morton. I love that one. Love that one. Um, again, I thought it was going to be seven and a half when I heard the six and a half. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm running. I probably would have bet it at seven and a half to be quite honest, based on what he's uh, done against this team. There might be a few different ways. Boy, here I go falling for the Braves again. But <laughs> I really like this matchup uh, for the Atlanta side. Any uh, any home run props that stand out? Well, the, the couple that stand out, I, I think you had them yesterday. We get, you got a redo, right? It, it's the White Sox. Do I have to bet on Kepler again? You gotta. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's the same matchup as yesterday. If you loved it yesterday, the rain yesterday yeah. should change your mind. Yeah, it, it's rain today too. By the way, they're gonna play the game. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna rain nonstop all, for a week. So, yeah, I shut off the sprinklers for the entire week. It's every day. It's just how's the house stuff going? Things back on track over there? Oh, we got back in track. Yeah. Right after I I hit Leeds Studio on our uh, on our board here, like I could hear the drill going. The guy was ready to leave in and out in like 20 minutes. Smells gone. We're all we're all clear. We're all clear of the basement here. Yeah, that's that's. (laughs) When the when they have basement issues, it it could it ruins the whole day. Especially when the office is in the basement, that's a problem. Oh, no, since I'm oh, down, down here, there. Day. you're down yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't mention Urena. Two and a half strikeouts. Come on now, do the under with me. Let's do it. <laughs> Show bet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's so. If you had told me before the season I'm taking an, an under on two and a half strikeouts on any major league starter pitch, I would have said you're crazy. Um. So yeah, I, I like Kepler. 
And Nelson Cruz is a pretty good option. Shop around. You might be able to find him at plus 350 to homer off of Giolito. How about uh, Fulton Evich? Eighth highest home run to fly ball rate in Major League Baseball. Which athletics would you take a look at? Matt up Olson. against Fulton. Matt there Olson. you go. There I think he's go. the most underrated player in baseball. One of the five or so most underrated. No one talks to Matt Olson. That guy is a good player. And kind of, in, you know, in the middle of one of the baseball's best teams in, the, in their lineup. Defense, offense. I can see Olsen popping one through right field tonight. And I believe, let me double check on this. I believe he's also homered off of Fulton Evich with a limited sample size there. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Medals. Hmm. Did you have any others that you want to mention for home runs? Um, you know what? Jesus we Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar, Vince Velasquez. Okay. He owns him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Miami game might yep. be one to attack. That's Joe G. I'm Joe O. We're going to continue to talk about the NBA with the Action Network's Matt Moore. How to bet it. We'll help you out next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.